Hi, this is Louise Farley. Hey, this is Annie from the Coronas. This is Niall Minnelli from the Performance and Fitness Academy. This is Karen Preen from Deadlifts and Red Lips. Hi, this is Stephen Obar from Obar Muscle. This is Jason Kaufman of Jason 2.0. This is the personal trainer, Dominic Minnelli. Hashtag the way of Dom. And you're listening to the Dan Kyo Wellness Project Podcast. Wellness Project podcast. I am over the moon to be recording this episode because due to scheduling issues I have kept rescheduling with this beautiful young lady who has been so inspiring to me over well we became friends in November and ever since then I guess her her attitude to life, her attitude to everything, um, her openness to sharing her experiences with the world has been pretty mind-blowing for me. Um, so Miss Louise Farrelly, welcome to the Dankiel Wellness Project podcast. How are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm not. I'm not bother. I mean, I'm just delighted to be talking to you. Uh, our listeners uh, know that. Um, our listeners don't know that you have just been on a run, so you are you're fresh and fit and ready to go. Well, relatively. <laughs> <laughs> so, talk talk to me, Louise, about um what attracted you to the whole area of wellness. I know that on your Facebook page and you. You know, you're full. You're a beauty therapist, and you run your own business online, and you are a wellness coach as well. So, what what does yeah. wellness mean to you, and how did you get involved in the whole area of it? Right. So, I'll just I'll give you. I don't know even know if I can give you like a summarized version, but for me, I suppose I had lived a very unhealthy lifestyle for so many years, and I was kind of I was in a rut for a long time, and I didn't know that there was more to life if that makes sense mm. um and it was just I suppose I just got fed up of going week to week feeling you know sluggish tired feeling depressed or feeling you know just like this is it and for me it was just okay I had to hit kind of rock bottom to to make changes in my own life yeah and I def I feel that I'm a lot stronger and I can I can encourage and help people and I can relate to them because I've been there. I've done that, bought the T-shirt. But I, I, it's the fact that I think when you do start making changes and when you're strong yourself, then you can you can help people to do the same, or Absolutely. you can um, you can empathise with empathise with them. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat got a frog um, in your throat there. <laughs> yeah, no, I think well, it's my own life experiences, and I feel like all the, the things that probably went wrong in my own life, I can turn them all around now and they are my strengths like I can yeah. I can talk to people about um about making changes um about about where to start and if they want to to do something um how to do it and yeah. and I can support them throughout I think that's a it's a really wonderful thing when somebody does come through a transformation of body and mind I suppose um or habits that you know not the natural inclination I think is to want to God, this happened to me. I want to share it with you. You know, I want to share it with you, you and you, or whoever else is interested. And if you get an yeah. inkling of somebody who, you know, is at that point that you or I certainly have been at in the past and had a big transformation. If I if I get an inkling that somebody is at that point where they're kind of hemming and hawing, maybe something that I say to them might help them choose the better path for themselves. And I think that's such an empowering yeah. thing, you know. I think it's just being real, being honest, um, being authentic. And that people can relate to you because there's no point in, let's say, oh, I'm, you know, having this 
having this opinion that you're better than certain people because you've changed things like we're all the same we all have ups and downs we all have struggles mm. nobody is exempt from pain mm. I think it's just to to show a bit of kindness and and I just I love to see people feeling more confident and I love getting the little messages or feedback yeah. from young girls saying that my quotes or my my stories do inspire them yeah. it, that just lifts me up and it's not for everybody. Like I know I live in a small town and and it's like even <sighs> mental awareness is not openly talked about, but it's right. it's such a topic, like the amount of suicide and the amount of depress yeah. like the amount of people suffering depression and yeah. not openly talking about it. It's just there's still that stigma with the embarrassment and shame. So I suppose with me, it's kind of as I said, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, <laughs> but the fact that I am actually helping people, that's that's where I that's what I'm aiming to do I'm, I don't really I'm chuckling there because um I love that phrase I'm not everybody's cup of tea and a lot of the listeners who, who tune into this uh, uh, podcast are from Canada and the states and the UK and stuff so that's probably one of the most Irish things guys you got to hear on this podcast <laughs> it's really really nice but I, I I love that idea of how comfortable you are with that you know because a lot of times when people you know, we, we're scared of what other people think of us. But to have mm -hmm. that honesty and say, like, I certainly have built up that honesty for myself with my wellness project page. And, you know, of course, you're not for everybody, but you're for the people who are interested in your journey and interested in your attitude for life. So if we could spend most of our time giving our energy to the people who are interested in our path and are interested in adopting a, that path themselves, then we'll be better off, you know? Definitely. I think if you have came through a lot and you've, I think you, you definitely get thicker skin and mm. build up a resilience. Like, as I said, I I would have suffered with anxiety about a year and a half ago. And even speaking about it, I was so embarrassed. And mm. and even going to the shop at times, I would have been, you know, really paranoid. And, mm. and I read, my heart goes out to people that are still, that are suffering with this. Like, yeah. it's it's so common. And, and the amount of people there, because I, I speak about these things very freely and openly, the amount of people that you know I've been talking to throughout my own journey, yeah. and that have said, "Oh, I can totally relate to you," and that I can help and uplift them, and and even just be the link. Like I count myself as just being the link to to someone that is suffering from depression or anxiety or mm. or anything else that's going on with them. That I can help them and just give them contact details. I can in inspire them, lift them up, do whatever I can. Yeah. But then it's up to them. Do you know I'm not yeah. going in. And this came up in another conversation. I'm not going in that I can, I can help, you know, save the day. It's yeah. just be that person, just to give them a hand. Absolutely. I mean, you, you may or may not know, we've had a few conversations online over the past while, but I work for Focus Ireland, who are a charity who provide support to families who are experiencing homelessness. And the yeah. biggest part of our work practice, I, I'm a case manager for 27 homeless families at the moment. And the way we approach our work is exactly what you're just saying there. It's very client led. It's person centered. It's not coming in to save the day. It's not what it is, is being supportive what it is is giving good information to people what it is is you know making sure that if there is a crisis going on that you could facilitate them maybe making a better decision something like that but yeah. the main crux of it all is we don't we're not problem solvers because yeah. it's through the relationship that we build with people that they come to you know t take their own autonomy with both hands and make the best decisions for themselves. So I really like the attitude that you have naturally brought 
to the mm-hmm. would you call it to the work that you're doing I, I well this again is coming from my own experiences growing up because mm. I would have and I still have to stop myself from going in and trying to do everything for certain people um I have to have a stopping point because it's my natural instinct to go in and I want to help and I want to care for people and I want to mm. I want to make sure they're okay and I I nearly want to move in with them just to, you know <laughs> but I have to I think again it's through experience okay I have to protect myself exactly. but at the same time give to others but obviously you know just give to myself first which is really I find that probably the hardest thing to do yeah, yeah. as I said I have to remind myself um I think as I again you build up a resilience and it's everything is through experience and it's knowing when to kind of take a step back because yes we all make I suppose wrong decisions and if somebody is on the wrong path all you can do is guide them and then yeah. it's up to them you can't you know kind of hold their hand the whole way up the road as such yeah exactly <laughs> um, and that makes any sense no it makes absolute sense because it's what I do for a living um and yeah. I've trained in it so I, I just uh, have so much admiration for somebody coming from um and not a training background and just doing it in their personal life it's I'm just struck by that and it's one of the reasons I asked you to come on to this podcast because I think that that is yeah. well is wellness personified you know, I also have had that natural inclination to helping others and um, to that type of activity and which that's what led me to leaving my job as a trainee air traffic controller and, and coming back and working for Focus Ireland because it was it was just inside of me, you know, and I had to, mm-hmm. I had to get it done and express it. So what I was struck by at Christmas time, and you might get a bit embarrassed when I tell this story, but you were actually arranging to go around to people's houses and bring their dinner to them. Is that correct? Yeah. That is just unbelievable. And it's See, one I of the sweetest that. things I I've ever that's seen. That's just reaching out and a wee bit of dinner and company for people that have isolated themselves from society. Yeah. I don't mean unbelievable in the sense that I can't believe you did it. I just think it's amazing and I love it. Well, you see, I suppose, well, the whole idea came from whenever I went to Lourdes to volunteer and Mm. I got really close to some elderly people and they were, they were like telling me about different charity organizations in Dublin that people go around maybe once or twice a week to to check up on them. And there's nothing like that locally around in Cavan or in Belturbet, apart from, let's say, so sad, then St. Vincent de Paul. The shelter closed down a few years ago. I was volunteering there okay. and there was that gap. And I was going to volunteer in Belfast or Dublin and I, my application was sent in too late. Oh. So I I suppose I just think, thought, right, there were all the legalities and all the documentation and blah, 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 all this. And I know <laughs> I did kind of cut a lot of corners. I just thought, you know, like, why not go back to basics and just do it? Yeah. Instead of, instead of you can look at all the reasons why not. And then I just went ahead and yes, some people might say, okay, oh, you're putting yourself in danger and you're this, that and other. But every single person I went to come under high recommendations yeah. from people that I know very well. So yeah. it was just, do you know something like, and I, wherever I am in the world, even now in the next few months, that Christmas dinner, it will be my thing because yeah. to me, it's so rewarding just reaching out to people, yeah. breaking up their day. Um, it's just dinner, even a wee chat, and just so they don't feel forgotten about. Like it's, I think if I was, if the shoe was on the other foot, 
I would like somebody to think of me. Absolutely. And that's the way I look at it. Well, I love that you did it. I just think it was just one of the most remarkable things because because of its simplicity, you know. But the only reason I documented it or even like highlighted it is because I wanted to encourage people to do it. I know, yeah, I know. It wasn't, you know, because I kind of thought after, oh, they're going to think I'm showing off, but it, mm -hmm. it was not that at all. I wanted to encourage people in different counties to do it or yeah. just to remind people that there is somebody down the road that you might have forgotten about Aware because yeah. this time is such a lonely time I for know. a lot of people. Awareness is everything, and I think you did a great job with, with spreading that awareness because it did get viewed by a lot of people. So maybe if even 10% or 20% of those people who weren't intending to do it before knocked in on their elderly neighbour over the Christmas period, then that was a, a huge success, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? No, I loved it. Like, I... I... I absolutely, you know something, although I ate like six months pies in the way driving around people, <laughs> I didn't even have water or tea or anything. I would just, I ended up had crumbs all over me and I was just going to visit. <laughs> you deserve them. You deserve them. <laughs> no, um, I found it thoroughly rewarding and, and I actually got really excited that day because I just love to reach out and, and just lift up like there was one man I went to like and he, he his living conditions are, are absolutely appalling yeah. he is in contact with Focus Ireland and he is moving accommodation very soon okay great uh, but all he had all he was going to eat that day was a bar and a sandwich that was it and he probably hadn't been in contact with anybody in you know a few days and you know it's really lonely and, and isolating yeah. um, and I got him a wee kettle and what was it cutlery yeah. And he started crying, you know, something as simple uh -huh. and basic as that. Yeah. And just to think about somebody made such a difference to him. It's the smallest things that make the biggest difference in this world. Yeah. And all the things we take for granted and and just, you know, we just don't appreciate. Yeah. It, it, to me, it's a massive reminder um, that, you know, how bad you think you are, there are always people 10 times worse off. Mm. And just to actually just be grateful. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think again, like it all, everything stems from me. Whenever I was suicidal, I think that's when that was the turning point for me. It's right. like, what am I doing with my life? Where am I going with this? Yeah. What do, What do I want? So would, it made me reevaluate the person that I yeah. that I wanted to be. Could I ask? Would you like to discuss what brought you to that point? Not obviously in great detail, but what what were the mitigating factors in terms of was that your rock bottom? I think, yeah, that was my rock bottom. Okay. Like, it took me a while to kind of cut myself, not cut myself on, but I had to go through another process after. Yeah. Um, I was in a relationship for, you know, a number of years. I, I did love the guy, but it just I fell out of love. And I was probably living in a, you know, fabulous house and um, had everything materialistically and, and everything from the outside looked looked yeah. fantastic. Um, and I'm the type, and this sounds, I don't even know how this is going to sound, but... Because I knew I was going to break his heart, I couldn't handle it. Mm. I actually, I felt so, I felt really bad about myself that I was ungrateful. Like I was given this life and I couldn't, <clears throat> Yeah. that I was un, not unappreciative, but what was wrong with me. Mm. Um, and I just knew that it was going to break his heart and even the family. And, yeah. and I knew that, I suppose it, my life was going to be turned upside down. So mm. that was, I probably... I wanted the sound. I don't. The sounds awful, but I suppose I got to a point that I'd rather be dead than hurt somebody that I love, mm -hmm. um, or somebody that cared about me. And I just hit rock bottom. Yeah, I couldn't understand why I was feeling that way. But I got to say, Louise, it, it 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 doesn't sound bad at all. It sounds completely normal and something that 
I think thousands of people who will listen to the podcast have gone through themselves. Like that feeling of, of, you know, I would rather take on all of the hurt myself than hurt this person. Yeah. Do you know, like that's, that's a very exactly. real thing. It's a very real it was, thing. I just, I just felt ashamed of myself that I wasn't happy. Hmm. Um, but I... Now, who did you reach did out to? Face, I don't, you have to face the truth at some point. And yeah. I, we did have a conversation. We did break up, obviously. And I am mm. not the type of person to live a lie. I can't. I felt suppressed and I felt I couldn't be myself when we grew apart. Mm. Um, he's a fantastic guy. You know, I'll always have a lot of time for him. We're still friends. Mm. But just these things happen and that's mm. life. And it's better to be honest with yourself than, than live a lie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I don't regret anything. I think everything that has happened to me has made me a better person. Hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, you mentioned the fact that it was your rock bottom and it clearly was a major turning point for you in your life to lead you to where you are now. Um, about to, You're about to embark on some worldwide travel, is that correct? Yeah, I'm going to start off in Alicante, see how that fares out. I really want to just um, study what I'm doing, like the health and nutrition part and yeah. uh, concentrate on juice plus because i am so passionate about it mm. i absolutely love it and again because i had lived a very unhealthy lifestyle for so many years this has been life-changing for me right. and it's made me it's made me really proud of who i am and express myself a lot a lot better and really cool. focusing on the health and nutrition side of things to to help people how did you get involved with juice plus i originally started on, I was always on Facebook anyway. <laughs> and you always are. I see Kavanaugh, who is my upline, um, the lifestyle that she was living, and she was really into like women empowerment. Um, she's done a lot of traveling, but I really kind of fell in love with her personality and the person that she is. Hmm. So that intrigued me, first of all. And then I, I was added to the testimonials page, and I seen a lot of people getting loads of results of you know, let's say their longer hair, nails, yeah. losing weight, all these fantastic transformations. And I decided to try the products, but mm. I was really skeptical. I thought it was the biggest load of crap because I <laughs> I tried loads of things throughout the years. And there was all that negative stigma with it as well. Yeah. And plus I didn't really have the money because I was paying so many overheads at the time. But then I was smoking 10, yeah. 15 cigarettes a day. Yeah. I was probably drinking every weekend, yeah. getting new outfits. My priorities were completely wrong, hmm. but I needed, I was desperate, like to change something so this, because I was always tired. No, this was a big part of your, your, um, turning point then, was it? This decision? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, because like after the breakup, I probably had lived not even, yeah, I was, I was still living a very unhealthy lifestyle. Like, it took me two years after the breakup <laughs> yeah. to, to kind of, hmm you know, realize, okay, there has to be more to life. There has to be more to me yeah. as a person. Yeah. You can't be constantly struggling. Like life is not meant for that. Yeah. It's you're meant how, to be happy. How did you realize that though? How did you find the strength within you to make the change? Because a lot of people who do tune into my podcast um, are struggling. And I have certainly struggled with that over the years. How do we get to the point where we truly believe that we can make the change? For me, it was the constant pains in my chest from smoking. Um, and then I was getting abnormal smears. Like the cancer is very common in my family. Um, and I, yeah, there was 10 years I was getting abnormal smears and I was getting laser. So for me, 
possibility of not well I was told this by I suppose numerous clients of mine that they've had laser done numerous times and that that lessened their chances of having a child right. whether that's factual or not even hearing that just stuck in my brain and yeah. the, the possibility of not being able to have a child just it I don't know it frightened me yeah and it would devastate me so yeah, yeah, going to bed at night, having these pains in my chest mm. um, and then having, you know, the constant um, monitoring with the, the abnormal cells. Yeah. So that was like, yeah, that was the turning point. I was like, I have to do something. I have to change something. Yeah. I wasn't eating well. I wasn't, I wasn't looking after myself. It was like, what was the whole point? Like, where was my life going? Yeah. Um, I think what you're describing here is what I would refer to as massive motivation because small kind of motivations, there's things like, Oh, I don't want to have, you know, a cough from the cigarette. I don't want to have the hangover after the, you know, the beer or whatever. And I'll, yeah. Yeah, I'll try and change that. But when you have a massive motivation, like God, this might impact my ability to have children or, yeah. you know, I might die <laughs> from this, experience and what i'm doing here then i think that that's a key element of building up the courage and ability to make the change yeah what is your uh, massive motivation guys what is it pardon i'm just saying i'm just saying to the listeners what is their massive motivation it's something that people should um should reflect on quite a lot of it, in my opinion yeah well for me i went to get um hypnosis done I had that done throughout th three times throughout the years and I didn't quit. I quit for maybe a month or two. And this time I got it done in Dublin. I can send on the link as well. And nice. this time was different. I feel because he went back and he gave me this. Um, he went back to find out why I started and kind of it made more sense. And then he also painted like a picture of the vision as in what I want in the future. You know, and I said my and I don't. I'll say this like openly that I want to have, let's say when I'm an old woman to have all my family surrounded, you know, around yeah. me and yeah. yeah. And to be like a role model. Mm. So obviously he was saying, well, can you see yourself smoking? And obviously not, mm. you know, <laughs> yeah. um, I think it was just the bigger picture mm. and not to be wheezing and panting and coughing. So yeah. I kind of took up, I took up running whenever I give up smoking. Oh yeah. And yeah, and I definitely feel it's just like a stress buster because for the first two months, I, I was very emotional. I felt like I was going to kill somebody, um, <laughs> but I refused to buy cigarettes. Fair play to you. I just, it was pure, pure ignorance. Yeah, yeah. So that, I did. I, sorry, go on. I, I'm sorry, I did. Um, myself and my, one of my friends were out and we would have like, we would have smoked every single night we were out and I actually had a drag of her cigarette. It was like I couldn't face the fact, oh my God, I'm actually a non-smoker. Yeah. This is this is real. And I took a wee drag of her cigarette and it, I actually, I couldn't breathe it in. Yeah. It yeah. made me feel sick. Yeah. So it, it was ever triggered in my brain. I couldn't inhale it. So there was no benefits. There was no relaxation as I thought in it. Yeah. And you put that down to the hypnosis? Yeah. Excellent. That's fantastic. Well, that and a combination of just, I've ha I had enough. Oh, yeah. I mean, your your like, own willpower as well is the biggest factor, sure. I just refused to buy cigarettes. I was like, I'm not, yeah. there's no way I'm going down that road. But then I think I replaced it with little rewards like getting my nails done or yeah. doing getting little treatments or whatever it is. But And I definitely think anybody that is going to give up smoking, that, that would be, you know, give yourself a little treat 
yeah just to just to reward yourself because it is hard yeah yeah absolutely so there was something that you mentioned earlier and that i just want to go back to about do you remember you were talking about living in small town and the yeah. dif- difficulties that people have with expressing themselves if they're having difficulties with their mental health well you know as well as i do like the, the pandemic well not pandemic the epidemic of um of young irish men who have committed suicide i know it's not restricted to young irish men but it's just the highest statistic and what i've been trying to do with my podcast and is talk openly about men's mental health but just mm-hmm. mental health in general you know so i do have a history of depression i've been depressed for quite a number of years but um have managed it so unbelievably well over the past three years with the introduction of weightlifting and running sprinting swimming all these kind of things good better nutrition um so what uh, my question I'll, I'll get i will get to the question eventually louise um <laughs> my question is how do you see things improving for rural Ireland or Ireland in general in terms of people being able to speak openly about their mental health? Well, I definitely feel like I would I would love to do so much more in that area because of the messages that I receive. And I know that from my own experience, I have seen people suicidal even when I was younger and mm. and I know I know it's so not I know it's so well but it actually pains me to think of let's say families going through that and yeah. and it's so close to home. Like there was a twelve year old committed suicide here in, in Cavan a few weeks ago and then there was a thirteen year old last year and another gentleman um in his fifties a few months ago as well. And these are all people that I know Yeah that are quite close, to, you know, they're, it's all in the locality. Um, and it's so common. It's just, yeah. where I, where can I say it go? Um, I think that there needs to be so much more awareness. It needs to be, it, nothing that needs to be brainwashed, but people need to know that it's okay not to be okay. And yeah. there needs to be more events. There needs to be more communication, um, definitely in the schools yeah. and everywhere. Like, I just think, it needs to be talked about exactly you just said it you just said it at the end there all of those other things yeah. relevant as well but what you just said there the conversations that me and you are having now need to mm-hmm. keep happening i am involved with a, a charity organization called i'm a friend and it's an anti-bullying and initi- initiative and i noticed on your facebook profiler that you are you know you have a message of anti-bullying as well which is amazing to see because it's that really is often at the core of when somebody gets to the point where particularly for children at the moment where they get to the point where they're considering suicide. So what I'm a friend is doing and guys, if you do have the time, check it out, www.imafriend.com. They're going to be going into schools across Ireland now to teach the message of anti-bullying, but it's not just, you know, how to deal with a bully. It's also a message for the bully who's exhibiting the bullying behavior to support them as well, to help them see that there is another way. You know, so I think what you said there is absolutely bang on the money. We just need to keep talking about it, keep Mm -hmm. normalizing these types of conversations because I have been suicidal before. Absolutely. I've had not huge amount of times, but I am okay with saying that to you. I'm okay with sharing that with you. 
Um, I'm really pleased that you had the courage and honesty to share with me as well. And I have had other guests on the podcast, such as Mr. Niall Munley from from uh, the Performance and Fitness Academy in Nace, and he was very candid with his uh, difficulties with mental health. So I think that, you know, people, if they're going to be listening to stuff like this and watching, you know, good messages going out there, then that is the way forward. What do you think about that? I think if there was something, if there's any message that I would give out to anyone that's feeling suicidal, it's just not to give up on yourself. Like you have to, you have to figure out what's making you feel that way or who is it or what's making you feel unhappy. Mm. And if, if you are unhappy, you can make changes. It's going to be like, things are, things are going to be hard, but they're not going to be as hard as what you're going through at the minute. Right. So you need to. The, the only way is up when you're rock bottom the only way is up so my message to anyone is not to give up like life is just I am so overwhelmed and I'm a very emotional person because I'm so grateful that I get to do what I absolutely love to do like I love helping people and and I would have never been able to do that if I had to give up you yeah. know a few, a few years ago yeah uh, because everybody we all have hurt we all have pain it's it's not even how you deal with it but you need to heal you need to look after yourself first and that's yeah. the most important thing that you can do because you can't give to anybody if you're, you're empty inside. Yeah. Um, so my my advice to anyone that's feeling low or feeling suicidal is to reevaluate where you're at in your life. You can change at any time and change anything. Just ask for help. Don't be afraid to look for support, express yourself and um, go to counselling or get therapy um, and just start looking at things that make you happier or doing things that make you happy. Yeah. Just get out of your comfort zone and never ever be afraid to ask anyone for anything. Exactly. Um, and if, if somebody makes you feel devalued for asking, you're asking the wrong person. Yeah. Surround yourself with people that inspire you, lift you higher, and that even challenge you. You know, you, I think life is all about challenges and obstacles, and but it's about just being real and being yourself and yeah. not being afraid all the time of what people are going to say yeah. or yeah. being afraid just don't be afraid to be yourself yeah and what i would say to those people who are um you know as low as considering suicide you can reach out to me at dankyo wellness project at gmail.com get onto my page the dankyo wellness project and i would absolutely advise you to talk to your parents talk to your teacher talk to someone you trust because it's never ever too late or things are never ever bad enough where you can't talk to somebody don't let it yeah. get to the point where that is. So um, it's it's just a really important message. I think that we can normalize that feeling bad is okay. Yeah, you know, definitely. And the only way the only way is up. And life can be anything you want it to be. Yeah. And I always encourage people to dream big and to work hard. Hmm. Work hard themselves first and foremost before anybody else. You can't, there are going to be a lot of things that are out of your control that you can't, you can't change. The only thing you can change is yourself. And yeah. it took me a long time to realize that. Mm. Like I'm going on 33 years of age now in St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And I only, I feel stronger as a person, but that's because, um, because, yeah, I had to go through all them things. And, and to realize that. Like life is so important. It's precious. And you know something? It's so much fun. Like, and yeah. and I think, yeah, like even the whole fact of me going traveling or even going to Spain, like that's, it's blown me away because I never mm. thought that was going to happen. Yeah. 
I think I've made it happen. I've not asked anybody. It's it's not to look. Another wee thing I like we saying is that no one's going to come in and change your life for you. You have to do it yourself. Yeah. If you're waiting for a hero, you'll be waiting for a while. <laughs> they become your own hero. Yeah. And that's what I believe. And I especially for for women. Um, there, I know so many women are wait not waiting on men to come into their lives and their whole lives to just totally change and everything's going to be okay. Create the life you want now. Yeah. What's stopping you? There's no point in saying I'll do this tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. It's embrace every single day yeah. and enjoy it. Well, what a day to have a birthday on, by the way. Sorry for going on a rant. <laughs> no, it's amazing. I just couldn't wait to tell you that. I'd love to have my birthday on Paddy's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually doing my wa- my charity wax night for Focus Ireland the night before. Oh, fantastic. Give people details of that. Well, it's in the castle in Belturbet in Cavan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing a charity wax night. So I have, have a good few friends that are volunteering Well, I volunteered them <laughs> are they as hairy as me I've... pardon are they as hairy as me <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm pretty hairy <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so all the proceeds are going to go to focus ireland i originally was going to do a head shave yeah. a few months ago back but because because i'm a passionate person i was like right i'm going to do it that's it but i started kind of chickening out i was like there are better ways of you know fundraising than me shaving my head, which was just going to be. <laughs> I just think it was. I was I, I'm do laughing it, but... because we had just become friends on Facebook. So I was there. There's no fucking way she could shave that beautiful hair off. No. And I kind of, I really got the message. I got what you were trying to, you know, do. And then one day I come on and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I do it. and I loved how honest you were in that video you were kind of because you really didn't want to uh, how, would I, how could I put this you didn't want to be seen to be backing out of something that you were so committed to but I didn't take it that yeah. way at all I just I think everybody who watched that video was like um, yeah I don't think I would have done it either <laughs> but you, you, you've re-sculpted it now no, well, a friend of mine had said, okay, well, listen, how long did it take me to build up my own confidence? Yeah. And something like that would probably really knock me. So what good am I going to be to anybody when I, um, you know, I suppose back to, not even back to square one. So that's, remember I was saying about I have have to stop myself yeah. um, from going too far, as in I think that I can save the whole world, right. which is obviously not possible. But I thought by doing this, I'm going to create a massive momentum I'm going to get loads. I'm going to raise <laughs> loads of money. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I'm going to <laughs> now I'm just going to torture some of my friends. Yeah, which will, <laughs> which will probably money. raise as much money. Probably. And on behalf of uh, my, the organization I work with, we cannot thank you enough for this initiative. It really means a lot to us that you would consider, um, you know, sponsoring the work that we do with people across across the country now. We're kind of nationwide now. As you mentioned, somebody who, who you know in Cavan is in touch with Focus Ireland at the moment. Is that correct? Did I, Sorry? Do you remember you mentioned the guy who's uh, in touch with Focus Ireland? Was that in your part of the country in Cavan? Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing because when we started, it was only in Dublin, you know. So it's really great to see it expanding across the country, and we do great work. So, no, no, it's it's incredible because the gentleman that I'm talking about now, he's, as I said, his living conditions are absolutely appalling. Mm. He's isolated himself, and Focus Ireland are 
moving him into the town okay. um, and obviously to a better location. And do you know something, even that, whenever I heard it, it just lifted up my heart. I'm so mm. happy for him That's because fantastic. it's just like where he's living now, it's supporting. You wouldn't put a dog in, in where he's living. Oh, I'm glad. And he needs to be socialised with people. I'm really glad that he's getting the support um, to get that done for him because it will change his quality of life so much, I'm sure. It will. I think for me, whenever I seen there was a video put up in Focus Ireland and that's where like I I follow my heart or I'm, I'm such a passionate person and I don't think of the aftermath. So that's when I originally wanted to do the head shave. <laughs> when I seen that video and you know some stuff that happened. Um, when I seen that video, my heart just broke for, yeah. I suppose, even little kids and families. Yeah. And even another thing, when I come back from Thailand, I, I couldn't warm up in my house and that was when I when I thought, you know, something like, as I said, how bad we think we are, there are always people so much yeah. worse off. Yeah. And the fact of not being able to feed your child or not being able to look after your family, that just broke my absolute heart. Like, I just, I couldn't imagine it. No. And even though I work and have worked directly with families in that situation for the past six years, I can't even imagine what it's actually like to be in their position. I have a good understanding, but at the end of the day, unless you're experiencing it, you don't know. Well, um, yeah, I suppose for me, like, growing up, we probably moved around a lot. And in, uh, you know, this, the security-wise, it wasn't probably the best. So for me, I can relate to mm. children that are in an environment that it isn't secure and they mm. don't know whether they're going to be, where they're going to be tomorrow or the next day. That So I can resonate so that's why it probably touched my heart so much absolutely and, absolutely. and that's why I probably led by my passion and, and you know I want I would love to I know I can't help everybody but even if I can help a few that's all that matters exactly and the only person you know as long as you're helping someone at the moment that's all you can do you can only ever yeah. help only as one of I, I did training with the Dublin Rape Crisis uh, service there a couple of years ago and they showed us this um this slide with a lot of starfish on the beach and a lot of this always right. stuck with me you know it's like you can only throw one starfish back into the water at a time and that really struck stuck with me and struck me at the time because yeah. at the time in my work we had so we were getting so many referrals in from families who are homeless and we were all feeling very overwhelmed as you can imagine because god if we if we're finding it difficult with 10 cases each what's it going to be like and now it's up to 27 cases each you know so yeah. that read that kind of shift in perspective from um from those guys really helped me one starfish at a time yeah yeah no i completely agree yeah and you have to look after your own starfish as well <laughs> <laughs> sorry that sounds disgraceful but it's true but it's true but it's true. No, you do. You can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. And yeah. I know that. And even when I was at my lowest, I was still, I'm the type I always try and help or even yeah. like people in Bedford would probably know me as the person that takes in the animals because if there's yeah. any animals seen yeah. walking or, you know, pottering about, I usually take it in. Yeah. And I've I've stolen my friend's animals a few times yeah. just thinking that they were stray and yeah. <laughs> not knowing. <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> and then putting them up on Facebook and people are like, um, that's such such you know, down the road. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's Louise, give I, me my I dog back sleep at night. I know that I just couldn't thinking that there was like, you know, yeah. some poor animal out there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, disowned or yeah. 
Yeah, so I that's, suppose just it, it, it's in you or not, and I can't help who I am. I mean, sometimes I wish I was probably a little bit, a little bit tougher. Okay. But, but there has to be, I suppose, there's people out there with, yeah, there, there has to be people like myself around. Otherwise, who else is going to do it? Exactly. And listen, yeah. don't be too hard on yourself here because the reason why we're having this conversation now is because I've been so blown away by your whole attitude to life over the past few months. And bear in mind, we have only been connected since November. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? The way Facebook brings people, it's brings ama- people together. It's amazing, but what I want you to take away from this this whole thing is that you do make a huge difference. And, you know, I'm, I've been very um, inspired by your whole approach I find it very authentic. I find it very brave. I find it very inspirational. And I think that, you know, being a a strong, independent, young Irish woman isn't easy at the best of times, but you are killing it, girl. Oh, thank you so much. And likewise. Thank you. You're you know, but it's like, a like like minded, um, genuine and as I said about your own transformation, it's incredible. Yeah. I've enjoyed it so, so far. <laughs> so back at you, John. Oh, thanks a million, buddy. <laughs> so listen, I'm going to let you go and have a lovely evening. But first and foremost, before I do that, I was wondering if you could just tell me what wellness means to you. Okay, so wellness to me means contentment, or being happy within yourself. And... And living a healthier lifestyle, um, looking after yourself and loving yourself and being authentic and real, um, um, and just being the best version of yourself. So yeah. I'm trying to think is that. Yeah, I love it. No, I love you say it's funny because whenever I ask this question, which is the one question I ask everybody who comes on, uh, there's often a long pause after it. There's often kind of, oh, jeez, you could have told me you were going to ask me that. And what I do say to people is, look, lads, I will ask you this tomorrow and you probably have a slightly different answer. It depends on how you're feeling at any time of the day. So I thought that was perfect. Yeah. Because <laughs> the whole point, Louise, of this podcast is that each guest who comes on has their own ideas. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like every, there is no dictionary definition of this stuff because our experiences are so subjective. We are all beautiful. We are all wonderful and we can all help each other. So the more people mm-hmm. that listen to this fucking podcast, the better, in my opinion, <laughs> because everybody feels better then. Yeah. Or they might hate yeah, it. Yeah. I think communication know. is key for everything. Yeah. Communica- community is king. That was one thing I said before community is king like i have been so lucky to connect up with the most wonderful people online i put up a post last night about i met this lady called paula mclaughlin who put me in touch with charlie Wynn, and he's the chap who started this i'm a friend anti-bullying initiative and since i met him i've met so many different people like yourself you talk about it quite a lot in your page about the amazing women that you get into contact with through your business and all that kind of stuff and um, yeah. it seems for me, it's like a, it's a wellspring at the moment. It seems to be happening every day, like I'm meeting more yeah. and more people. Um, so, yeah, more and more of that, please, from the universe. Yeah, thanks, I think like attracts like and it's networking and it's <clears throat> making friends. Like, I absolutely love that. Yeah. I think it's just being open to the idea and not being judgmental. You can be friends with anybody, any age, from any yeah. any country. 
you might not think you've anything in common, but we are all the same. Yeah. When it comes down to it, we all have the same needs, we all have the same wants, and everybody wants to feel loved and yeah. and valued. Um, and I, I, do you know something? I complete. I feel like I'm alive whenever I meet new people and mm. listen to their stories. And yeah. it's just, yeah, it's just, it's amazing. Like absolutely, <laughs> yeah, like, I feel, I feel, sorry? I feel completely energized right now because I feel so connected to you in this conversation. I feel like we're really uh-huh. listening to each other. I feel like we're really connecting. So that's why I, I, I harp on about the whole idea of community is king and connection is is the best drug you can ever take. Because, yeah. um, you know, there is something very visceral in that. And it's a beautiful thing. And it's not something that's lofty and, you know, up in the air and something that you can aim yeah. for. You can walk out your door and even with a slight glance to your left with someone who's walking past you, have a smile between you. And that's connection, too. It doesn't have to be an hour-long yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Although the hour-long podcast is awesome. But it can be as simple as that, though. Am I right? Yeah. It's just... I always treat pe- I try and treat people with kindness and I always think if the shoe was another foot how would I how would I like to be treated and that's how I've lived my whole life um and I suppose just that's I I can't understand people being mean or being nasty or putting people down that just to me that just it makes me feel I don't I just don't I can't tolerate it mm. so I don't I don't be around people that do that right. um it just makes me feel very uncomfortable mm. so I had to learn all of that as in this is who I am and not to be afraid and and stand up for what I believe in, whether people laugh at me or whether people completely disagree or think that I'm away with the fairies. But well, actually, at the end of the day, their response is none of your business. Pardon? Their response is none of your business because all you can do is, is uh, model your own good behavior. Yeah, exactly. Well, I just feel that because I'm being more authentic, that I am attracting my tribe. Yeah. And that's and I'm really happy with that because, as I said, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not out to impress anybody. I'm out to help as many people as I can, mm-hmm. and and to network or make friends with people that are like minded, and yeah, and that's where it's life changing. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, this is, this is great. <laughs> this is great stuff we're talking about here. I'm just, I'm literally bouncing around. I don't, have you got your video on there? Can you see my head bouncing around? <laughs> Um, I'm buzzing, you know. So listen, thanks a million, thanks a million for your time, Louise. I, I find, as I said, I find you very inspirational, and I'm thoroughly convinced that my listenership will absolutely enjoy this episode. Um, you're you're just a great person, and I want you to keep doing what you're doing, and I wish you all the best of the future. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for asking me. Apologies that we, that we rescheduled so many times, but I really appreciate it, and and you're you're an inspiration too. So thanks, thank you. All the best. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Fred Cook. Hi, this is Ru O'Donoghue. Hey, this is Dave Moore. Hi, this is Aaron Brown. Hi, this is Charlie Wynn. Hi, this is Ethan Lee. Danny O'Reilly, frontman of the Corrodas. Hi, this is Derek O'Boyle. Hi, we're Relish. Hey, this is Mal from the Riptoid Movement. Irish poet, Colm Keegan. Hi, this is David Nolan from Hume Performs Advancement. And you're listening to the Dan Kyo Wellness Project Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>